Morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Hope everyone's having an amazing, amazing day, weekend. Happy Monday for those that are here live. Let's get them rolling. Things are shaking a little bit. Uh, <coughs> we've been talking last week about this idea of, of the energy of, of mixing our soul with what's going on with the God that's around us and the God's within us, faith. And really where we left off was trying to identify all the blocks that are along the way. What I want to talk about today a little bit is a block that we touched on very briefly, but we didn't really spend a lot of time going into. And I want to sort of open that up. And the reason is because it happened to me over the weekend that reminded me of something. It reminded me of the story of advice that my rabbi gave me from Israel by Levi gave me from Israel. That is maybe one of the most difficult things that I've heard him say to me, but something that if you could work on this and get it, like, holy cow, change your whole life. So a while ago, I had to make a decision and it was a difficult decision. It was sort of which direction to go in, in a specific, specific area of my life. And I spent a lot of time thinking about it. And I spent a lot, it, was, it created a lot of stress. And I spoke to my rabbi about it. And he said he would ask a get a bracha from even of an ear from an even greater rabbi. And I made the decision to go in one direction. And immediately after I made that decision to go in that direction, I felt like it was the wrong move. You know, when that happens sometimes, where you make a decision to do something, and then while you're making the decision, like one direction seems like totally better than the other, and then once you make the decision, that direction feels like it's the wrong decision. Did that ever happen? It happens a lot of times when you make bad decisions. Like when you make temptation-based decisions, right? When you make one that's like sort of low level, like in terms of uh, impact of, on other people, right? You ever had this feeling where like you go somewhere and let's say you're being healthy and you see food that is like beyond what you need, calories that are you know, thousands more than your body can even digest. You know what I'm talking about? And your brain's like, don't, don't, don't trust me, don't. And like, you take one little like piece and like you go, and you go like all in. Well, and you, well, it's good because of this and that. It's like a holiday. So I guess it's like a mitzvah. You know what I'm talking about? Rather. And as soon as you're eating, you know, it's the wrong move, but you just keep on going because you have to justify the decision. And then you wake up the next morning, like, what did I just do? It happens in, in much worse areas. I'm just trying to like people that make decisions that are filled with temptation. And as they're engaging in the temptation that they shouldn't be engaging in, they sort of sense this was the wrong move. And when it's over, the like all of the, the reasons why you do something like disappear. You know, it's funny. There's a, there's a line that explains this in one of the prayers on, in the high holidays, there's a special prayer that we add into the, um, the silent Shmona Esrei. 
It's an extra like five paragraphs that are only added three times a year. And in one of the lines, there's a line that says, I'll say it in Hebrew and I'll translate it. It says, The evil will be annihilated like, like with smoke. It'll be like annihilated like smoke. And the commentators say, what does it mean like smoke? And it says this. It says how when you make decisions, when you make decisions that are not aligned with what's good, in the beginning, they seem amazing, but it's all smoke. And we have an expression like that in English. It's called smoke and mirrors. A lot of decisions that we make that are not beneficial for our soul or for our family or for ourselves really look amazing. And the second you make it, it's like smoke. Like it just disappears. Like you don't know where it was. Like it was such a good idea 10 minutes ago. Like it, it made so much sense an hour ago. There are people, like we, we, we read about them. We should, God forbid, never be anywhere near, near these people. God forbid. Like there are people that really do things that are horrible. Steal millions of dollars from other people that ruin their families chasing after the things they shouldn't chase against. There are people that do bad stuff. And if you really speak to them, a lot of times it's, it's like, it was smoke. Like, it seems like such a smart idea. It was so clear. And we should, with God's help, always be protected from this with God's help. So you don't know when you make decisions, if the decision you're making that you were driven towards is because of a good reason or because of the smoke, because it looked amazing. And as soon as you do it, it disappears. That's why, by the way, it's a bit of advice. Whenever you make decisions, this is not just in the world of spirituality. This is well, this is well backed in research as well. Never, ever, 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 ever make a decision based on emotion immediately. Ever. Whenever you feel your emotion driving towards something, whenever you feel yourself moving, whenever you feel your emotions bubbling up towards something, whether it's to say something or to buy something or to do something or to eat something or to, to whatever. Unless you have no choice, always take the night and sleep on it. Always. Because overnight, a lot goes on. A lot goes on mentally. Your brain regenerates. A lot goes on spiritually. Your soul, in a way, goes and it gets connected to heaven. And it's a complicated thing that I don't fully get, but it's much bigger than just shutting down. And when you wake up, you wake up with a little bit more perspective so that the smoke and the mirror of the things that we're not supposed to be doing starts to dissipate a drop. I had They told me this advice when I was in uh, my first year of law. They I'll never forget in the orientation, they said, whenever you have to send an email, that's, that's, that's a tough email. To send. You have to do it sometimes. Always hit send in the morning. I cannot tell you how many emails. I cannot, I can't count how many emails, especially in that, those years of working in corporate law, especially later when I was working in certain firms and companies where things got rough, things got, got tense sometimes. I can't count how many emails. I have gone to bed and woke up in the morning, looked at it and said, I cannot believe I was about to head sent to the lead. 
decision-making is serious. So in this particular case, I, I did my homework though. I didn't just, I didn't just do it like that. I spoke to my rabbi, I got a blessing, I contemplated and I made a decision. And as soon as I did, something felt off. And, and I called my rabbi and he said, you did everything right. You did everything right. Why are you upset for? I said, I don't know, I think I may have done something. I think I may have made the wrong call. I'll never forget what he told me. Now, I, I wish I can say I have this like in me, but I don't. But at least I have it in my head. And maybe one day it'll fully penetrate into my heart. And this is what I said last week when I said that when you think about when you think about the stuff that blocks your energy, that blocks you from being you, remember it's everywhere. To the sides are the people around us, the competition that draws us. In the front of us is the future that hasn't happened yet that we think is worse than it will be. But what's behind us? What's behind us is the decisions that we made, even the bad decisions that we made. And here's what my rabbi said. Listen to this. This is like, this is like in the belly of faith. Like this is real faith. Like if you can master this, like you're 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 a you're a samurai warrior of faith, really. He says, before you make a decision, that's in your domain. God gives everybody free will and a brain, and you got to do your job. You got to make decisions that make sense. You got to use your brain. You got to use your thinking. You got to use your free will. That was a gift. You got to make a decision. And whether it's a small decision or a big decision, it's a decision. However, listen to this. As soon as you make that decision, as soon as it's done, that means you can't go back. The food's in. The thing is said. You, made, you chose to go left, right? You went north, not south. Whatever it is. As soon as the decision is made, listen to this. It's going to sound crazy. As soon as the decision is made, you have to believe that that was the will of God. Meaning, the second before you make it, it's in your hands. The second after it's done, it was in God's hands. How could that be? Before you make a decision, you have to assume that you're giving, you're doing your job and you're giving everything that you can give. But once the decision is made, then you look at it as the ideas that came to you, what drove you in one direction, the conditions that were put before you, that was all on God. And so once a decision is already made, any type of self-doubt, of I wish it were different, of it shouldn't have been, I shouldn't have done that. That's not a productive use of tomorrow. You can use it if you're going to say, oh, no, I shouldn't have done that. So that the next time I do it, that's, that's preparing you for the next decision. That's not, right? If you, let's use 
you know, football examples, because it is the fall. If you chose to throw the ball instead of running it and it was an interception, <coughs> you don't look back and say bad throw. You could say the next time I'm in that situation, let me learn from the past. Fine. Next time me and my wife have a conversation and I assume that she doesn't appreciate me as much as she does. So I say that thing. And then in the conversation that ensues my stupid words, it becomes clear to me that she actually knows a lot more than I thought and actually cares about me much. Let me next time make a mental note. The next time we're in the same conversation, not to think this and that, not to assume. That's all good. That's called preparing for the future. That's called failing forward. I'm not talking about that. When you look back in a decision that you made, especially if you made it with the best that you could, you look back at it as if that was the will of God. And that means there's no regrets. Because what the what will happen if you're not careful is you will start to say, why didn't I? I should have if I only, and all of that voice, that voice in your head that keeps on telling that to you, all that does is it starts to drain you and drain you. You see, if you chose to go right and not left, and there's any bumps in right, you know what your brain's going to do? It's going to say, told you to go left. And then since you haven't gone left, you don't really know what's on the left side. So it has to be perfect because you don't know about it. And your brain's like, you know, had you gone left, everything would have been roses. But you don't even know that when you gone left, you would have had the same challenges. Right? This is a big issue when it comes to dating and marriage. If you remember when Facebook really became popular, do you remember those days? When Facebook first became popular. Now, we're not going to get into Facebook. But if you remember when Facebook first became popular, there was a big issue going around. I don't know if you guys remember that whole situation <clears throat> the divorce rates were uh they, there was a whole research study done between a new sort of increase in divorce and the popularization of facebook people were just getting divorced and they were connecting it to facebook usage and they were trying to figure out what the connection was and the reason was because people were in mediocre marriages and facebook started to just explode and you know what a lot of people did while they were they were they were in their marriages? They were looking up old friends, looking up old boyfriends and girlfriends, looking up their old lives. And everyone looks perfect on Facebook, right? And thinking maybe I did the wrong decision. Maybe I'm in the wrong this. Maybe it was wrong. Maybe I was stupid. Maybe I made the wrong move when I was 18, 20, 22, college, high school. And marriages were disintegrated. Because the person that you didn't go out with, now that you don't know their lives from ages 26 to 40, of course they were perfect because you didn't go out with them. And all you have is your imagination. So the other choice always is amazing until people started to break up, get divorced, date other people and realize, oh my gosh, like this is any better. Oh, this is, they're also a human being. There's also a challenge. Oh, maybe the marriage isn't great because I may be a part of, oh, maybe you have to actually work on the marriage. Oh, I forgot about that. I thought marriage is picking the right person. No one told me that marriage isn't picking a person. No one told me that marriage is actually working with a person. Because in, because in the movies, you pick the right person, then the credits come up, right? Isn't that how it works? 
Isn't the whole goal of dating and marriage the choice and then everything is smooth? Oh no, it's the work during. Oh, mm. whenever you're anywhere and you hit any bump, your brain automatically goes back and goes, wrong call. You shouldn't have. Imagine if. You know, when you were in college, you should have taken this major. Then you would have gone to this industry. And then you know where you'd be? You should have married this person or done this occupation. Can you imagine if you would have had this? You should have moved here. Because if you'd moved here, your life would have been different. You should have done this. Why'd you do that? Why did I start doing this again? Because six years ago, I didn't do it. And then all of a sudden, I started doing it. And now I'm stuck. <clears throat> oh, my God. Can you imagine if I were born this way? If I had these parents, if I had this upbringing, you know where I'd be by now? Whenever you look back on anything, that's not faith. In Hebrew, that's called the Yetzer Hara. That's the evil inclination. That's that voice. All that does is it shuts down the system. Because all you need is one good regret. I wish I would have. And now you can't because it's too late. And all you got now is the negativity that can never be changed. Now, caveat. If you're going to have it again, you should learn from it. Always learn from your mistakes so that you don't repeat your mistakes. But to go back and to feel the negativity and the guilt and the regret. I wish I would have. I wish I would have is an incredible way to make sure that you're going to have negativity built into your system for a long time. And then as you allow that, I wish I would have to start to ruminate into your mind. That's when that's when your imagination is like, oh, baby, that's when it all goes. Because if you would have gone left, oh my gosh, you would have been this and then it would have been that and this would have happened and that would have happened. You and that. Oh, it's great. You see, in the future, we think more negative. But in the past that we didn't take, oh, then it's all positive. Oh my gosh. There are lies, as they say. You know, Mark Twain says that he, he Mark Twain says that I've suffered many tragedies in life, he says most of which have never come true, right? In the future. But in the past, man, we've all lived multiple lives that were perfect and amazing, most of which we, we would have had had we just chose differently. Yeah, right. It's just a way to take us from being us. This isn't for me or emotionally. He gave it to me strong. Whatever behind you that you did, and he says it with like a Ratzon Hashem, the will of God. The worst thing you can do is sit where you are, look back, and then get upset, and then get sad, and then then go down. And when you go down, what you're doing is you are. What you're, you're, you're basically taking the opportunity before you that, that is built for you. And as opposed to driving with, your, with looking out the front, 
you're basically driving looking out the rear. And when you start driving looking out the rear, man, that's when the, the problems start beginning. All right, we're going to talk about it with God's help. Think about this. All I want you to do today, I want you to listen for it. Listen to that voice. Listen to that voice. The, you should have voice. No, oh, man. That voice. That voice has killed marriages. That voice has killed children. That voice has killed careers. That voice has sucked the life out of thousands and millions of people. That voice. Can you imagine if you would have? You should have. I can't believe you didn't. You know how much money that voice has cost people? If you would have invested in 1910, you would have been a billionaire by now. Okay, it's 2021, but it's too late now. Too late now. Because the building is worth X or the stock is worth Y or this... Uh, can you imagine if you would have gotten in? Do you know my cousin's friend's brother's sister's mother bought a building in 1912 for $1.50 and now it's worth $400 million? Can you imagine if my grandfather, when he came to this country, would have only bought something here? Really? Really? So don't invest because you know what you could have? Sounds familiar? Anybody? Let's talk about this voice. I want us to see it. I want us to identify it. Because when it starts to come, I want us to each look at it and go, I don't think so. I want us to look at that voice in our head. They'll think we're crazy. I don't care. I want us to listen to that voice in our head. And when we hear him talk, be like, yo, 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 yo. Outside the door. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. I don't want you at the party anymore. I got a life to live. I got to go forward. I'm driving a car. I don't need the yesterday stuff. All right, we'll talk about it. We can do this forever. But it's already too late. Okay, God bless you. Have an amazing day with God's help. I cannot wait to see you again mañana. Have a great day.